Good morning. We start today with a quote by President Dieter F. Uchtdorf of the First Presidency. He said, once there was a man who dreamed that he was in a great hall where all the religions of the world were gathered. He realized that each religion had much that seemed desirable and worthy. He met a nice couple who represented the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and asked, what do you require of your members? We do not require anything, they replied, but the Lord asks that we consecrate all. The couple went on to explain about church callings, home and visiting teaching, which is now ministering, full-time missions, weekly family home evenings, temple work, welfare and humanitarian service, and assignments to teach. Well, what about your weekly church services? How long are they? Three hours every Sunday. Well, now it's actually two hours, and actually now with COVID, one hour. Anyway, oh my, the man said, do members of your church actually do what you have said? That and more. We haven't even mentioned family history, youth camps, devotional, scripture study, leadership training, youth activities, early morning seminary, maintaining church buildings, and of course there is the Lord's Law of Health, the monthly fast to help the poor in tithing. The man said, well now I'm confused. Why would anyone want to join such a church? The couple smiled and said, we thought you'd never ask. How would you answer the man's question about why people would want to join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Well, if we look at 3 Nephi 12, 1 through 12, the Savior taught the Nephites about the blessings promised to those who covenant to follow him. So why would people want to join the church? Well, for one reason, we are blessed as we come unto Jesus Christ and follow his teachings. Let's look at some of those blessings that we find in scripture. Blessed are ye if ye shall give heed unto the words of these 12 whom I have chosen from among you to minister unto you. Have you seen blessings in your life as you've listened and followed the counsel given by the prophet and the quorum of the 12? Blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Humble. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Many have reason to mourn. After a great loss, comfort will come from the Holy Ghost. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What does it mean to be meek? Well, meekness is an attribute of human nature and behavior, and it has been defined several ways. Righteous, humble, teachable, patient under suffering, long-suffering, willing to follow gospel teachings. It's an attribute of a true disciple. Blessed are all they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Have you ever been hungry or thirsty? It takes over your thoughts. You will do anything to find food or water, and you search for it with great intent. Imagine having that kind of desire for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When we forgive, 
When we extend kindness and mercy to others, we are in a position to be forgiven and to receive mercy. Blessed are all the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How do we become pure in heart? When we purify our hearts by following the commandments, seeking the Spirit in all that we do, we become more at one with God's desires for us. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. What is a peacemaker? It's a person who brings about or promotes peace. Think of your family. Are you a peacemaker? Do you promote harmony and love in your family? Do you turn from being provoked and instead find ways to promote peace? And blessed are all they who are persecuted for my name's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's no fun to be made fun of, or worse, for what we stand for. Stand anyway. We aren't the first and won't be the last to stand for values and beliefs beliefs that, as we follow the Savior, that often are not respected by those around us. Now here's some great advice from Mother Teresa. She was, I think she was a Catholic, very devoted to her life to Jesus Christ and doing his work among his children. Here's what she said. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish interior, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today often will be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. We are God's covenant people. We want to be a light to show the way to those around us. As we set a righteous example, we can help others glorify Heavenly Father. As Jesus Christ continued teaching the people at the temple in the land bountiful, he declared that the law of Moses was fulfilled and that he was the light and the law that the people should look to. He then explained to the 12 apostles that the people in the Americas were the other sheep of whom he had spoken of in Jerusalem. You'll find that in John 10, 14 through 16. He also promised that those who repent and return to him will be numbered among his covenant people. Elder Bruce R. McConkie of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles stated, Jesus came to restore the gospel fullness which men have enjoyed before the day of Moses, before the time of the lesser order. Obviously, he did not come to destroy what he himself had revealed to Moses any more than a college professor destroys arithmetic by revealing principles of integral calculus to his students. 
Jesus came to build on the foundation Moses laid. By restoring the fullness of the gospel, he fulfilled the need for adherence to the terms and conditions of the preparatory gospel. No one any longer needed to walk by the light of the moon, for the sun had risen in all its splendor. Challenge question. Of the blessings that we talked about, which one stood out to you and why? Well, have a great week, everybody, and remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.